Well, it's finally time. I am hosting the first live workshop on how to build your solopreneur lifestyle business on February 26th. It's called Build a Lifestyle Business to Escape Your 9 to 5 Job. I will be recording the workshop and sharing the video later so uh, you can take it like a course or you can join us live. And I want to give you an overview of the workshop in this episode. I'm Larry Cornette and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So yes, this episode is all about giving you a sneak preview, a little bit of a sneak peek at the agenda and materials I'll be sharing in the two-hour workshop that's coming up on February 26th. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, this is issue number 62, a preview of my upcoming solopreneur workshop. And it has links to go check out the workshop. And more importantly, it has the early bird coupon code that will give you 50% off. There are only a few of those seats available as I'm opening this up to the general public. Uh, the coupon code is early bird IS202450 off. And it's in the newsletter as well. So go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com and you can copy that coupon code, click the link and get 50% off of this workshop. So I kind of was reflecting back on my time since I've been a solopreneur and thinking about how things have changed since I was working in the corporate world. It's been a while. And one thing I wanted to point out, and I was recently sharing with some friends and followers, is that I have saved so much money by quitting my job 14 years ago and never going back to the whole 9-to-5 world. And by my estimate, I've saved over $180,000 $180,000, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> and that doesn't even include getting my health back because now that I own my time, I work out every day and I lost 40 pounds and I got in the best shape of my life and I still work out every day. It doesn't include how much my marriage has improved by having more time with my wife, by spending Wednesdays together, going hiking, skiing, whatever, yeah, really just making time for us and having a much better relationship with my children over the last 14 years. Because when I was working a corporate job, I was working long hours. I was working 12, 14 hour days. I did this for like eight years straight before I quit. Barely took any time off, rarely took weekends off. Wasn't good. I wasn't being a good father. So you can't really put a dollar value on all of that. But yeah, $180,000 plus all the other benefits. Because when I was still commuting, and I had a pretty bad commute in my last corporate role, I counted up the time. I knew the time because I knew exactly how long it would take me, and I tracked it because I had meetings. And I was spending 750 hours 
every year commuting to that corporate campus. 750 hours on the freeway going to work and then later coming home. One day was so horrible, it took me two hours to get to work. There were accidents on the freeway and I could take side streets, but guess what? Super slow. It took me two hours to get to work. That was bad enough. But then when I went home later, and I can't remember, it was like seven or eight o'clock at night, more accidents. It took me two hours to get home. I spent four hours on the freeway that day. That kind of broke me. So I was driving about, about 13,000 miles a year on the Bay Area freeways, commuting, 13,000 miles. I was spending about $3,000 a year on fuel. So this is pre-Tesla, this is a gas-powered vehicle, $3,000 a year. And then I added up all the other expenses. So I had meals because I would grab lunch because we had lunch meetings. Uh, I would get snacks. Sometimes I'd have to get dinner because I was working late. Uh, the food I was, or how much I was spending on coffee. So we had coffee, but there was a cost for it. <laughs> How much I had to spend on new clothing because you got to dress like an executive. And so I had to buy new clothing and I was gaining weight. So none of my clothes fit me. Yay. Uh, didn't have time to keep up with all the laundry and those kinds of clothes often can't just be thrown in the washer. So I was paying for dry cleaning, trying to make that easier. I had a lot of vehicle maintenance and repair. When you're driving 13,000 miles a year and stop and go traffic, it cost a lot. And then I had other services. Because I was too busy working, I couldn't do other things. I had to pay for those services. So it all added up. And I was spending about $10,000 a year on all of that. And it's like, how, how could you do that? That's insane. I, I challenge you to spend a few weeks and keep track of every dime, every dollar that leaves your pocket to be spent on something that is really because you're working, right? Really because you're working. Because now I mostly work out of my home office. <laughs> I don't commute. I have zero commute. I rarely drive. I rarely drive. Um, and if I do, it's for personal reasons. But it's not, not much. I don't drive very far. I wear a black t-shirt and jeans every day. <laughs> I don't care what I look like. Because it's me. <laughs> so I don't pay for all this expensive clothing and uh, you know, dress clothing and suits and all that kind of stuff. And the truth is, remote work works. I love remote work. I've been doing it for many, many years. I did it mostly for 14 years and pretty much full-time for over seven years. I just do phone calls and Zoom, and it works. And now I'm seeing that RTO, Return to Office, is in full swing. All the execs are trying to take remote work away from you. They said they wouldn't, but they are. And I had a friend who recently lost their job because of it. I had another friend that after 18 years, 18 loyal years working for an employer, remotely, very well obviously, was suddenly told, you need to come to one of our offices. We're collapsing our real estate. It's the very first time in 18 plus years of your career, you need to go to an office to work. And the nearest one is somewhere else. you got to move. You have to move to another state. So my friend is like, I guess this is the year I quit. 
I'm not moving my family just to be near an office for a company that clearly doesn't respect me and my loyalty. So unfortunately, they are. They are trying to take away RTO. Becoming a solopreneur means you could avoid this whole RTO nonsense and you can work where, when, and how you want. I just shared a uh, post on social media yesterday. I was working out of my favorite coffee shop. They play great music. It's quiet, great coffee, great espresso. And so I was getting a lot of writing done uh, for my newsletters this week. I've worked when I was in Maui. I've worked from the local brewery on their patio outside in the sun. I've lurked I've worked at coffee shops, I've worked at wine bars, I've worked at libraries, bookstores, I worked by the pool at my brother's house. <laughs> you don't have to just sit in an office and stare at the walls. Remote work, being a solopreneur means, oh, I don't have to be tied to a workplace. I mean, if you want to, you could go to a co-working space, you could be around other people, you could be around other solopreneurs. But if you want the flexibility and freedom of working anywhere you want, it kind of opens your eyes to the opportunity. Um, you probably would be pretty excited to completely control your days and be in charge of where, when, and how you work. It is pretty darn sweet. That's probably a reason you listen to this podcast, is that that's one of the things you would like. And believe me, I love this location in event lifestyle. I enjoy solopreneurship, and after 14 years, I know I could never return to an office. I just couldn't do it. And since you're listening to this, I'm sure you've dreamed of leaving the 9-to-5 grind behind and doing your own thing. But maybe you just need a little more guidance. Maybe you need some more advice. Maybe you need some clarity around the steps to do it. Maybe you want some live interaction. You know, the workshop, the coaching, some accountability of other people wanting you to show up and supporting you. Well, that's why I am hosting the live workshop on February 26th. And it's all about how to build a lifestyle business, how to transform your job description and everything you know how to do already, your skills, your knowledge, your experience, your talents, into building a lifestyle business to help you escape your nine to five job. And as I mentioned, I am gonna record the workshop so I record the entire two hours of video and uh, the audio and all that kind of stuff. I have homework exercises and I share that with everybody later. Some people sign up and they can't make the time. And so they sign up and they get the video and they have the workbooks and they have all that stuff so they can do it on their own time later and they can pause the video and focus and whatever. So it is, it's like taking a course. So as I mentioned, there is a coupon code to save 50%. So go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com and you can copy that code. I want to mention that I have breakout sessions. So I like to do that during the workshop to make it interactive. I want people to engage. I want people to talk to me. I want people to ask questions. I want to help. And we also help each other. I've done this in other workshops. I recently did it for my goals workshop. The breakout sessions are fun. I enjoy doing them myself when I take courses, when I join workshops. So the more people that show up that are wonderful people, smart people, fun people, the better this experience will be. You'll break out into a session and you'll be with other people who can give you good feedback that will be supportive, that may help you see ideas 
for your potential business that you can't see. That's the point of it. So if you have a friend or a loved one or somebody you know who is also dreaming of building their own thing and quitting their job someday, share the link to the workshop and you can give them that coupon code and they can save 50% if they hurry up and sign up. Because it's kind of fun. I bet it, you would enjoy being in a workshop with a friend of yours. So I want to talk a little bit now about the materials and uh, the workshop itself. So I have this visualization, this is in the newsletter, that at a very high level kind of captures the whole essence of what this is about. At the center of it is the series of concentric circles that represent you at the core, your capabilities. So that includes your talents that you've had since you were a child, just natural talents. It includes your skills that you've developed through life and work, the knowledge you've acquired, often through our education, often through work, all the experiences you've had, and all the ideas floating around your head. So you probably have ideas about ways to do things better, ways to do things better in your work that maybe you've been frustrated that your employer doesn't take advantage of, maybe they haven't listened to you, ways to do things better in the world. You know, it could be something completely different than what you do for work. And on the outside of that, I have your interests. So what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? What do you like doing? What are you good at doing? All that kind of stuff. So it's taking all these business ideas and thinking through what would be the best one. And how does that map to the rest of the world? This is important because if somebody's not going to pay you <laughs> for your product or service, then you don't have a business, right? So I also have a visualization of all these different potential audiences in the world. There are millions and billions of people out there. You can't reach everyone. You're not going to want to reach everyone. You're not going to be of interest to everyone. So you have to find an audience that makes sense for you. And that could be people who are sports nuts. It could be people that love music. It could be people who are looking for a solution to manage their accounting. It could be somebody who wants guitar lessons. It could be anything, right? So you're looking at all these different audiences, and some will be large audiences, but their revenue opportunity is very small. And that's okay for massive corporations. They can do that. eBay used to make pennies on every transaction because they did billions of transactions. They made a lot of money. You don't have that luxury. You're not going to make a lot of money by only making pennies on a transaction. Then there's audiences that are out there that are kind of interesting, but they're just too hard to reach. You don't know how you're going to market to them. You don't know how you're going to sell to them. You don't know how to even get in contact with them. Then there's tiny audiences. So it's like, yeah, they're interesting, but it's such a tiny audience. You don't see how that's going to scale enough to make money. There's audiences that aren't a fit for you. Just not a good fit for you. And you won't be able to provide anything that they're interested in. You probably don't want to work with them, so it doesn't matter. And then what I have in this visualization is what is your ideal audience. And this is a big part of the workshop. It's a big part of the workbook. Who is your ideal customer? How would you describe the ideal persona of the person that you want to do business with? So what is that audience? And then within that audience, there's going to be your super fans, the niche fans that love you, 
love what you do. They're going to be your champions. They're going to brag about you. They're going to share your stuff online. They're going to give you free marketing. And then what do you charge for that? So thinking about, can they afford you? Can they afford to buy your product? Can they afford to pay for your service? When you make that connection and you link that best business idea that you have to that bunch of super fans who can afford you, you now have something. You have the kernel, the genesis of a business. And then after that, it's all about scaling. So that's really at the beginning. Um, so I'll talk a bit, and this is in the, the workshop, like what is a solopreneur? I think people confuse solopreneur with entrepreneur and business owner. They are different. They are different. It's not for everyone. A solopreneur wants to build an independent business on their own. They don't want partners. They don't want legal formal partners in a partnership. They don't want employees. They don't want to put people on the payroll. And they typically don't require any investment. You don't work with venture capital or angel investors. They don't want to take loans. They're primarily focused on freedom, flexibility, and an ideal lifestyle. It's not about getting rich. It's not about becoming a multimillionaire. It's not about becoming a billionaire. This is about replacing your nine to five income with your business so that you can quit your job. I can tell you, that's exactly what I've done. The feeling of not having a boss, not having a manager, not commuting to an office, doing what I want to do, building what I want to build, working with the people I want to work with, it's well worth it. If it only replaces my income, which it did, and provides my family, I'm happy. If I made more money, sure, great. But I'm not going to sacrifice living a good life and being with my family to do that. And I have done that. I spent a lot of my life doing that. I worked for someone else, did what they wanted, even if I thought it was ridiculous, because I had to, or they would fire me. And then I tried to build a traditional business, an entrepreneur-style business, and did a tech startup, thinking we're going to build the next billion-dollar startup. So I took investment. I had employees. Most startups fail, and mine did. And nothing feels worse than having to lay off people that you've built a deep relationship with. It's also not so much fun to hire people that you have to fire because it's not working out, or to have partners who you have arguments with and disagreements. I promised myself, I swore to myself, I would never do that again. I'd be a solopreneur, provide for my family, and I would be happy. Because entrepreneurs are different. They try to scale the business through investments and loans. They hire lots of employees and that headache that comes with it. They add different locations. Guess what happens? Even the massive companies like Google and Amazon, you name it, they are laying people off. They grew too fast. They are closing office locations. Google spends billions, billions on office locations. And yet they are now laying people off. Thousands of people. Who wants that? What they want is revenue and growth. That's what they want. That's what they need. Because they have shareholders. They have a board. They don't care about the employees. They really don't care about the customer. They want money. So a solopreneur is different. We want to live a good life. That's what we want.
So at a very high level, it is a simple system. And like many things, it seems simple. It seems obvious in hindsight, but the devil is in the details. It's simple, but it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Every single person on this planet wouldn't have a boss because I don't think very many people <laughs> have enough boss. And they would do this, but it's not easy. And that's why I'm doing the workshop. So the way that I've structured it is it starts with you. It starts with you. I want this because it's a solopreneur business to be about you. You will be the brand of the business. You are the one that needs to be happy more than anyone else. You need to enjoy this. You need to be doing what you're great at doing. You want to design your ideal life and then make your business fit around it. That's a very different way to build a business. Other people do it the other way around. They design a business and then they force their life into the structure of that business and the schedule. And they wonder why they're miserable. I start with you. So number one is you. Number two, and this kind of goes back and forth. So it could be two, it could be three. But number two is your offer. What are you providing? What are you selling? If you had to come up with a two to three sentence elevator pitch to describe what you are offering to the world, to your ideal customers, what would it be? In the past, I've done businesses like my offer was design services. I did software design. That was my offer. And then later, I did executive consulting and I provided product strategy. That was my offer. I helped them figure out how to monetize their products. Now I offer coaching. I offer leadership coaching, career coaching, and now I offer business coaching. That's my offer. I help people get a job. I help people get promoted. I help people manage the complexity of leadership in a corporation. I help people start a business, operate it, scale it, make more money and be happy. So what is your offer? That's number two. Number three is your customer. So without a customer, you have nothing. But your customer isn't everyone in the world. <laughs> Who needs the offer that you have? Who needs it and wants it so badly they pay for it? What problems are they having? Who are they? Where are they? How do you reach them? So if you have you, you have your offer, and you have a customer who's willing to pay for it, well, now you have a business. And that's what number four is, your business. What is the structure of your business? How are you going to get paid? What is everything your business doing, your brand, how it faces the world, you name it. Number five is channels. So this is important because you need to reach people. They need to reach you. And there are lots of different ways to do this. And you probably should invest in one primarily, but have secondary and fallback. This includes obvious things like social media, but it also includes really important stuff like a podcast like this, <laughs> potentially. Newsletters. I really believe in an email list because social media can suspend your account. They can terminate your account. TikTok does that to people all the time. Facebook suspends people all the time. Facebook just changed how pages work and everybody's freaking out. Those things are fragile. Newsletter is super important. It could be video. So it could be you have a YouTube channel. It could be advertising. It could be a physical channel. So maybe people see a storefront. Maybe people see a billboard. Maybe people call you. I mean, 
channels. It's all about how you're going to reach people, how they can reach you, how you're going to make your offer, how they find out about you, search as a channel, you name it. And then finally, systems. So your systems in the beginning will be pretty basic, and they should be. You don't want to have a lot of complexity in your business. But this is going to include things like your payments and your communication and your accounting and your podcasting platform, all that stuff. So then I go down a level. So I started very high level, very simple diagram. And then I break into the details of each one. So if we're looking at you, and it starts with you as number one, what do you want for your ideal life? How would you spend your days? Where would you live? How do you spend your weeks? Who do you interact with? Who do you not want to interact with? What does your ideal life look like? How do you balance work and life? Recreation, putting your head down and working hard. What are your dreams and aspirations? What do you want long-term for your life? What do you want? What do you need? So there's a difference. There is a difference. When you're first starting a business, focusing on your core needs to survive is important. It may require cutting expenses because you're investing in your business and you're giving it time to become profitable. And then thinking about the rest of you. What is your experience? I talked about this. Your skills, knowledge, talents. What's your personality? Introverts tend to build and operate very different businesses than extroverts. <laughs> and you probably have a personality that clashes with some people, but harmonizes with others, right? Who are you? What is your personality? What are you really about? So that's all about you. There's a lot of homework about that. And then your offer. I like to start with one offer. Make sure you got it dialed in, tuned, it's working, and then you can scale it. I do like a combination of, I'll call it a free offer and a paid offer. So there's going to be a lot of stuff you offer potentially for free. You could think of it as a loss leader. You could think of it as marketing. For example, I do a free coaching call. I talk with people for 20 minutes and try to help them as much as I possibly can. No strings attached. I don't even push anything. I don't make an offer even. I just help people. I've been doing this for years. And usually at the end of the call, I would say 95% of the people say, how do I keep working with you? Well, now that becomes the next step, which is what's my first paid offer? So then there's going to be your paid offer that someone's actually going to buy your product or your service. Over time, you'll want to add additional tiers. Some people will pay a lot of money to have a lot of customization and handholding. They're like, hey, if you do it for me, you take care of all this headache, I'll pay you a lot of money. Other people are more cost sensitive and they're like, you know, tell me how to do it and I'll take care of doing it, but I don't want to pay that much and that's fine. So you can offer tiers of service. Three is talking about this customer again. So this is ideal customer. It's looking at demographics. More importantly, it's looking at behavior because research has found that how people behave, what they're interested in, what they search for, what they click on, all of that is more important than demographics. Because you could have two very different people on the surface. You could look at one person, another person, and say they're nothing alike. But maybe they both love ancient books on French literature. I just totally made that up. Who knew? Who knew? So if you provide a service that helps people explore French literature, you're going to attract both these people. And you would never think of that with a demographic. So anyway, that's important. What are their triggers? 
what are their triggers. People don't walk around with their wallet out constantly wanting to buy. So you have to think about what brings them to me. Is it a birthday? Some people have a trigger on a birthday. Some have on a specific birthday. I just turned 50. I'm thinking about some very different stuff than when I turned 20. The new year is a big trigger. Holidays are another trigger. Getting fired from your job or laid off, that's a trigger. Getting a new job, it's a trigger. The seasons are triggers. Hey, it's getting to be summer. I want to buy stuff to go outside. I want beachwear. Stuff like that. What are their motivations? What motivates them? What are their wants? We talked about your wants. What are their wants? And then I love to think about evergreen needs. So what are the evergreen human needs that people always want to fulfill? Other stuff comes and goes. The world does change. But there are some really basic human needs. Finding someone who loves you that you can love. Right? A partner in life. That's a pretty big evergreen need for most of humanity forever. Food. Huge evergreen need, right? The need for fun and recreation. Big evergreen need. Feeling safe and secure. Finding shelter. Getting a home. Evergreen need. Other stuff, less so. Help me with my TikTok marketing. Well, that's not evergreen because TikTok may go away in five years. And something else comes up. What problems are they facing that you could potentially solve? What are their pains? This is an important one. We always, when I used to work in the the corporate world, we would talk about a vitamin versus a painkiller. We wish people would pay for vitamins, and they sometimes do. But they'll often say, eh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Maybe I'll get in shape tomorrow. Maybe I'll invest in myself tomorrow. Pain, pain they have to solve right away. So thinking about a pain that they have that you could fix makes you very attractive. What are their fears and worries, their hopes and dreams, their belief system? This is going to be important for you matching with people. Their friends and family situation. What environment do they live in? And most importantly, a very important one, finances. Can they afford you? What's the right price point? So then there's your business, which is what does your ideal business look like? What is your elevator pitch? Like how would you describe this business if you're talking to a friend or a stranger in the hallway and they say, what do you do? What's your business do? What would you say? You can't ramble on for 20 minutes. How would you describe that in a few sentences? What's the value proposition? What is the branding? Not a hugely important thing in the beginning, But eventually, and I'm not talking about spending money on branding. Ooh, I want colors and fonts and logos. I'm talking about what do you want to stand for? What emotion do you want to evoke when people think of you? The operations of your business, your strategy for how you're going to be competitive, what's your vision for the business, what is the mission of this business in the world? And then your channels. I talked about newsletters and search and... There's a difference between free channels and paid channels like ads and things like that. It's also your website. Like you do need a website of some form and that can be actually free. (laughs) A lot of what I'm going to share with you in this workshop is pretty cheap. Some of it could be completely free. Some of it's going to cost a teeny bit. You can't just get a domain for free, for example. You're going to have to pay for a domain. You're going to have to pay for web hosting usually. Um, But it'd be pretty cheap. I talked uh, last year or whatever it was about 
building a lifestyle business in 30 days for $30. And you can do that. Over time, you'll want to invest more, of course, but it can be pretty cheap. And then finally, your system. So it's repeatable stuff. Things you're going to want to optimize over time. I'm going to talk about your content factory. I call it the invincible content factory. But how do you produce material that lets people know who you are, what your business does, how it helps them? Usually all this is going to be for free that you're putting into social media. And you're not overloading yourself with trying to do unique content all the time for every channel. It's too much as a solopreneur. Um, other systems, again, your website is part of your systems, your payments, your communication, you name it. So that's how that's all going to break down. I do have the solopreneur readiness quiz, which you may have already taken, and I've talked about that before to see how you're ready. Um, and then I do, I dive into each part of this. I'm going to talk about uh, who you are, what your offer is, what the world needs, what people need, what you're really good at doing, what you really enjoy doing, what you don't like doing. Because as you're building a business, this is your opportunity to do more of what you're really good at, more of what you enjoy, and stop doing the stuff you don't like. You don't get that luxury in a job. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of stuff you do in a job you don't like, but you have to. As a solopreneur, maybe you don't have to ever do that again, or at all. Or you hire somebody. Solopreneur doesn't mean you don't hire contractors or consultants or pay for services. It just means you don't want employees. I hire contractors. I work with consultants. So if you want somebody to do your taxes, you can. You want somebody to handle your accounting? You can. You want somebody to handle your social media? You can. You could even have somebody do sales for you. Probably not a great idea, but you could, right? So all of that is going to be covered in the workshop. Um, I am going to have breakout sessions where people break out into a group for five, ten minutes, and they talk with each other. Like, what is your business idea? Sell it to me. Give me a two to three minute pitch and get feedback from people. And they'll be like, wow, I love that. That makes sense. Or they'll be like, I'm confused. What is it exactly? Who would want that? What's that tell you? That tells you you got some work to do. Because if you bump into a stranger and they don't get it immediately, even if they don't want to buy it themselves, they should hear and be like, oh, I can see why people would want that. Great. This is fantastic. This is very useful. I'm also going to have Q&A at the end of the workshop. I did this with the goals workshop. We spent about 20 minutes and we all got in the video together and we started talking. Share what you're doing. Get some feedback. What are you confused about? How can we help you? And of course, I do offer the community. So I have a pretty low cost monthly subscription. I think it's $20 a month to be part of my solopreneur community. We have a private Discord community where we do this every day, every week. I have a question. I'm stuck. Help me. I don't know what to do. Or here's a quick tip from me. Do you want to do some Q&A? I'm going to share a useful article. I'm going to share a useful model for doing sales or marketing. You name it. That's what the community is about. So you don't have to be alone. If you get everything you need from this and you can go off and conquer, by all means do. Right? But if you feel like you need the support, you want people to help guide you. You want the accountability of saying, hey, are you still working on your business? Keep going. Life is good on the other side. I do have the community. All right. So that's, uh, I think we're out of time, but that's what that two-hour workshop is going to be. Again, it is on February 26th. 
build a lifestyle business to escape your nine to five job. It's two hours. There's a coupon code for an early bird discount if you hurry and get that. Yeah, that's why it's called early bird because the weeks are ticking. Uh, and get 50% off. The price will be going up shortly as those disappear. I would love to see you there. So uh, if you have any questions or comments, you want to ask me more about the, the workshop, feel free to go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, leave a comment, and talk with me. I'd love to see you there. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams. <laughs>